What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Modern Business with your host, Matthew Allen. And today, I want to take you listeners through one of my most saved and bookmarked posts, which was called Six Ways to Get People Thinking of You Offline. A little bit of an iteration uh, from last week where we talked about, you know, why would anyone buy from me? If you are looking to go out, start your own business, become an entrepreneur, uh, I know this is one of the biggest things people talk about is, you know, okay, I'm going to do this. Why would anyone buy from me? And there are all these other influencers out there, these other uh, big businesses doing something similar to me. The market is saturated, all that stuff. Why would someone buy from me? Well, it is because of you. And we talked a lot about last week about how um, leaning more into that version of yourself, being you, being more you, uh, telling your story is so important. That is the reason why people are going to vibe with you and relate to you. You know, if you have kids and you talk about being a parent, that's an important uh, relationship they're going to build with you. They're going to go, oh, I'm also a parent. So I like this person, right? Maybe someone who's a parent who listens to me maybe goes, yeah, but they don't, like Matt doesn't get it. He doesn't have kids. He doesn't have a family. So he doesn't know how hard it could be for me. So that might deter someone from working with me. And that's totally fine because maybe that's true. Maybe I can't help them as well as I could help you know, someone who's single or, or doesn't have, you know, kids. Um, I'm not single. <laughs> if my girlfriend's listening to this, I'm obviously not single. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so kind of pulling off of that, I want to help you understand how you can get people thinking of you offline, off the internet, because this is the moment where people are going to actually buy from you. It's these moments in our daily life where, yeah, you could be online. We are on our phones a lot, right? And you're scrolling through your phone, and there's probably a lot of you um, – you know, scrolling through a post and going, okay, fine, I'll just buy this product. Okay, I'll sign up for their thing. Uh, if if you get a Nike ad, you know, for the eighth time, you go, okay, I'm just gonna get the shoe. I want it so bad. I've seen it. I've been thinking about it. I'm just gonna get it. Um, so yeah, you'll make purchases online too, right? But it's really powerful when you can get people thinking of you offline, and that's what I like to call top mind awareness. And when you start to develop top mind awareness, uh, this is what's going to happen, right? So let me explain top mind awareness first. Top of mind awareness, TOMA as I like to call it, is when someone thinks of you offline. When somebody thinks, okay, I finally need to make a change or I need to buy this, this product. They think of you immediately. That's their very next thought. So the example, excuse me, the example I always like to give, which is, you know, for this, let's say a personal trainer, let's say it's me, let's say I'm the personal trainer, and my niche is single moms. Okay, very specific niche. And we're, that's going to be the next step. Okay, this is a, uh, this is the pre is pre step, I just want to get you to understand what top mind awareness is. Um, so top mind awareness is if I'm a personal trainer, and my niche is single moms, and a single mom with a very young kid, let's say goes to the park. And this mom, she follows you, by the way. This mom follows you. We'll, we'll call her Stephanie. And Stephanie goes to the park, and she talks to her other single mom friend. And her name, we'll call her Karen. Why not? And Stephanie sits down, right? Stephanie follows me. She sees all my stuff. And all my stuff online talks about, hey, are you a single mom who would love to fit into her jeans from before the baby? You know, those size whatever jeans. Are, are you the mom who... You know, when you show up to soccer practice, 
and you walk up to soccer practice with all the kids playing in a, or a soccer game and all the dads are there, you want all the dads to double take at your sexy butt, right? This would be very specific messaging, but maybe that's what moms are thinking. I don't know. It's not my niche. I haven't done the research for it, but you can imagine potentially that's what moms are thinking. So that's what my messaging is, right? My messaging is always talking about this. You want to fit into the jeans from before the baby. You want to have all the dads checking you out when you walk by. Like you just want you know, you want to find love again too. And that's a big part of it, right? So we talk about that stuff as well. You want to find love again, but you're just not confident, et cetera, et cetera. So back to Stephanie. Stephanie goes to the park and right, Stephanie follows me. She's seeing all this content that I'm putting out. Stephanie goes to the park and she sits down with her friend, Karen. Karen does not follow me, but Karen goes, you know, Steph, I just want to Lose the weight. I want to fit in the jeans from before the kids. I want to go show up to soccer practice, and I want all the dads checking me out. And, you know, I want to be catcalled. I haven't been catcalled in years. I know many women probably don't want that, but uh, just go with this, right? And she's saying all this stuff to Stephanie. Then Stephanie turns to me and goes, oh, my God, you have to follow Matthew Allen. Because I've been saying all this stuff. I'm using my my ideal client's language. I'm inside their head. So this is what we're talking about when we start talking about top mind awareness. And even better, right? Even better if uh, Stephanie, who is following me, finally wants to hire me as a personal trainer. And she goes, you know, maybe she's sitting at work one day. Or maybe she's sitting at that soccer game. And uh, all the du- all the dads are talking to this other hot mom, but they're not talking to her. And she goes, I know this is very vain, guys, but just stick with me because these are the thoughts that we tend to have inside our own heads. We don't like to talk about this stuff out, you know, in public and stuff. But this is what's really going through our heads. And we go, why are all the dad, you know, why are all the men talking to her and not me? So we go, you know what? I finally want to lose the weight. And sure, I'll, I could sit here and tell you, listen, it's not about the weight, guys. Uh, it's about who you become when you start to take responsibility for your health and all that stuff. It's about the person you become along the way. You might find that it really isn't the weight loss um, that you're really looking for. So different conversation, but I just want to make sure that's very clear that um, this isn't, you know, I'm not promoting like, you know, just look good and you'll feel better about yourselves. There's a lot of other work that needs to be done. But if we're getting back to our conversation, um, you know, really understanding what people are thinking about going inside their head and Stephanie sitting there and going, why all the guys talking to her and not me and she goes you know what I finally want to lose the weight and then the very next thought is me she's gonna think of me and not all the other personal trainers because of what I'm about to tell you because of these six steps that I want you to think about you want to get people to think of you offline when you're not directly in front of their face how do we get people to think about us when they're not staring at our content so really this is step one is niching down I'll talk about this all the time I know I told you I'm just going to keep teasing it, but I will do a full episode on niching down. But but we need to niche down. We need to figure out who our ideal client is. And our ideal client is different from a niche. Our ideal client is Stephanie, right? She's our ideal client. That's one person, and we would talk to her. What goes through her head exactly? Your niche is single moms, right? That's the broader niche. Our ideal client would be Stephanie. So when we make contact content, we're talking directly to her. So I know a lot of people get stuck in, well, I can help everyone. You know, why do I just have to help single moms? Why not just all moms? Or why not uh, Why not just everyone with their health? But you may have heard, if you've heard this before, uh, when you speak to everyone, you speak to nobody. 
And the, the greater point is that the whole example I just gave you, if we're going to blend in the crowd, if we keep using the personal trainer example, you're going to continue to blend in with the crowd with all the other personal trainers who are talking about all this general stuff, just talking about calories, calories in, calories out. Carbs are not bad. Um, you got to get more movement in your day, which is going to be an example in a little bit. But the point is that we need to make these examples a little more specific. If we're talking so generally, you're going to blend in with the crowd and then someone's just going to go on their Instagram and go, well, I'm following a few personal trainers. Who do I choose? Rather, we want that person thinking of you directly. And the best way to do this is to pick a niche and then get so known for that niche, get so known by that niche for changing those types of people's lives, right? If it is the single moms or busy CEOs or, you know, 30-year-old college athletes, you know, maybe it's it's burnt out dads. You know, that's a whole nother conversation. Dads might have different problems than moms. Um, you know, busy CEOs. It could be female CEOs, right? Mo- mother CEOs. Right? You can get so specific with this stuff because those people have different problems than all the other people. Single moms have different problems than non-single moms. Single moms with a partner. Maybe, maybe it's moms. I know I'm really honing in on this mom thing. But think about who that is for you. And I'll give you a little hint before we get to the whole niche and down episode. But, you know, if you're struggling with your niche, it, it typically always is. I find 95% of the time, maybe even more uh, with my clients, you are your niche. I've talked about this with myself. You know, I'm helping Matthew five years ago quit corporate. Um, that was me five years ago. And when I was a business coach, personal trainers, I was a personal trainer, right? So I'm helping the person that I once was because I know what it's like to go through that stuff. I know the pains and and those points, which is going to be the next few things. But once we start to niche down, we can start to take a hold of these next few steps. So uh, step number two is invite them into the story of their dreams. So invite them into the story of their dreams because we'll stick with the moms, right? It's not about just losing the weight. It's not about just having guys turn their heads at soccer practice. It's what is the result of that? What is the trickle-down effect that that gets them? People say, well, then they want more confidence. Yeah, but what does the confidence get them? talked about this um, in our Modern Happiness episode with goal setting. And you can ask yourself, what does that do for me? What does that do for my client? They lose the 30 pounds. What does that do for them? Right? It's not just losing 30 pounds. They lose 30 pounds. They get more confidence. They get more confidence. What does that do for them? If they get more confidence, uh, then they'll show up at work uh, with that confidence. Okay, if they're showing up at work with confidence, what does that do? They might start landing more sales. If they land more sales, they make more money. If they make more money, they don't have to work so much, which means they can spend more time with their kids or they can spend time hiring a babysitter so they can go on dates, if we're talking about a single mom. Uh, and then that single mom can go on dates so she can find love again. So really it's about finding love or Right, whatever it is, and maybe that starts with that 30 pounds, but it's that trickle-down effect. So what is their ultimate dream? And again, if we talk about that niche, and if it is yourself three, four, five years ago, 10 years ago, what did you really want? You know, when I was a civil engineer wanting to leave corporate, what did I really want? Was it about making money? Was it about retiring early? Because that's maybe on the surface level what I thought it was. That's not really what I wanted. I wanted to build something I loved. I wanted to wake up every day feeling happy. Okay, if you woke up every day feeling happy, you know, what does that do for Matt five years ago? Hmm, I have to think about this a little bit because ultimately daily happiness is amazing. But if I woke up every day a little bit happier, then I can show up for 
my partner better, show up for my friends better. Um, maybe I could have more time doing the things that I love. If I build a business for myself, um, not only will I be changing lives, which will bring me more fulfillment, um, but then I can build my own team so I, I don't have to work 40 hours a week. So maybe one day I could work 20 hours a week so I could do more trail runs, snowboard more, maybe own two houses, one in the warm, one in the cold, something like that, right? So you really want to ask yourself, like, what does this do for you? And what's the what's the greater purpose of all of this? So that's step number two. If you can invite someone in into their into a story of their dreams, you can start to get them to think of you offline, right? Because they'll be at work daydreaming. They'll be somewhere daydreaming of a better life. And if you make your content about that better life, about what that can do for them, then when they're daydreaming, they'll start thinking of you. So that's step number two. Step number three is basically the opposite. Understand what keeps them up at night. And with this, when you're making content, you don't um, you don't scare them. You know, we're not fearing anyone or putting them into shame. But when you make content, you talk about what keeps them up at night and then talk about a solution. Be a leader for them. Say like, hey, we can't have this continue to go on. So here are three steps to improve that. Right? So something that might keep someone up at night. Um, what is really, this is kind of what I was saying, like that trickle down effect. Uh, what is really the problem here? So for a lot of people, you know, is it 30 pounds? Are they like, if they're saying, I, I just want to lose the 30 pounds. Well, why? You know, why do they want to lose the 30 pounds? Is it because they, they feel like they don't date? And because they don't date, they'll never find true love. If they don't find true love, they'll end up alone for their whole life. They'll never build a family. You know, that's a deep thing that might keep someone up at night. Um, is it, uh, you know, I have a lot of personal training examples off the top of my head, but you know, if they continue to gain weight, if they're a dad and they continue to gain weight, are they going to continue to gain weight and they'll die of a heart attack and leave their wife, a widow and their kids fatherless? Like that's a deep pain. That's something that probably scares you and you're taking heart medication, things like that. So we want to understand what is really keeping them up at night. And then if we can speak to that on our on our social media platforms and speak to these fears. Because when you speak to these fears, they will understand you as someone who truly understands them, someone who truly gets them. And this builds trust, right? So when I talk, when I, you know, helping personal trainers in their business, and I was one, it was the fear of like, <laughs> you're going to burn out. You understand that you're getting paid too little, that you're, you're not charging enough, you're getting paid too little, you're working yourself to the bone, and you're going to burn out. What happens if you burn out? Well, then you have to go get the sales job. And if you get the sales job, you're going to be really unhappy. And if you're unhappy, you know, what does life look like then? And we, we go down that rabbit hole and we talk to that. Uh, so I can make content about, are you afraid that you're going to burn out and have to get the sales job? Right? That's that scary fear that's keeping them up. Oh my God, if I just can't find another client to pay rent this month, I'm going to have to get the job. I'm going to have to start Ubering, which is going to give me less time, less time to show up at the job that I really love, right? We don't want that, so we wanna to speak to those fears. And again, when we speak to those fears, then they're gonna be laying in bed at night, having those fears, and they're gonna think of you because you truly get them. And I'm just gonna pause here in step three. Step one was niching down. You can see how these steps are directly tied to understanding your niche. You can't speak to everyone's fears. You can't speak to everyone's goals. Not everybody wants the same thing, right? So when you understand this so well, you become the obvious solution to your ideal client's problems by speaking these fears. If you start to speak so generally, 
you can understand how it would be impossible to speak so generally about everyone's goals, about everyone's fears, and that's going to leave you blending in, which will be, I think, point number five. But So point number four, as far as con- content goes, it's uh, educating, right? It's your typical how-to content, what mostly everyone does, right? How to make a reel, how to, um, you know, go grocery shopping, how to... Uh, I don't know, if you're teaching woodworking, how to make this rivet, and is that even the right thing? I don't know, I don't know woodworking, but whatever it is, this is your typical how-to content. A lot of you guys probably know how to do this. Um, The very important thing is that this really helps you be seen as the expert in your field. This is, you want this content because it sees you as being the expert in your field, Um, but how to do it differently? I think there's fun ways to do this differently, where again, the whole point of this podcast is to get you, get people thinking of you offline. So how do we do this? How do we get people to think of you offline with your how-to content? Um, this would be stuff like, again, knowing your niche and then becoming like very specific. It, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a pin there uh, and I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to combine step four and step five so this makes a little bit more sense. Um, so again, how-to content, you guys pretty much know what that is. Um, and I'm going to combine this to step five so that you understand how people can get thinking of you offline, how you become a little bit more memorable. And that is step five, which is repeat and be memorable. Repeat and be memorable. One of my favorite quotes, um, as far as a business quote goes, is by Jay Levinson. And I got this from This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. Highly, highly recommend that book. Uh, If you are marketing online, uh, highly recommend it. It's a great book. Uh, a lot of stuff what I talk about, I remember reading it and going, wow, Seth Godin just puts this in such a great um, verbiage and wordage and, and that stuff. But uh, he'd been doing, he's been doing it for 30, 40, 50 years. But uh, he has this quote from Jay Levinson in that book, and it says, don't change your ads when you're tired of them. Don't change them when your employees are, ty- are tired of them. Don't even change them when your friends and family are tired of them. Change them when, you're an, when your accountant is tired of them. See, that's a very important part. If your accountant is so tired of counting your bills and all your money, uh, then it's time to change your ads. But that's the point of this. Repeat and be memorable. So many times people get on social media and they say, well, I've already talked about this. I've already talked about um, this style of woodworking or I've already talked about why carbs are bad or I've already talked about whatever, whatever. Say it again. Say it once a week. Keep coming back to that, but you can say it in a different way. Right? So... I think we, we think we say something and, oh, everyone saw it, everyone read it, you know, but that's not true. And, and the biggest difference too is that your ideal client is going to be evolving in their journey as a person, as someone who, you know, for me, someone who like kind of wants to quit their job to like, okay, now they really want to quit their job. Well, when they kind of want to quit their job, they were a different person. They had different attitudes, different thoughts. Maybe they've been following me so much that their, their whole beliefs on what's possible to them has changed. So now when I say something again, even though I said it last month, I say it again, they're at a different point in their journey. So they see it in a different way and it means something different to them. I'm sure a lot of you have had that experience where you're like, I've heard this before, but it hits different this time. That's because you've evolved, you've changed as a person. So we want to continue to repeat and be memorable. Now that's not only important for your messaging, but that's important for developing yourself um, offline to get people start thinking of you offline. So, uh, you know, I'll stick with this example of, you know, fitness, but this is how we're going to combine step four and step five, educate them, your how to content and repeating and being memorable. 
So you want to repeat and be memorable with all the stuff, all the goals, the struggles, and the how-to content. But you repeat and be memorable by, or I'm sorry, you, show, you get them to think of you offline by repeating and being memorable. So all the stuff I just talked about, think of what you're like, top three to five things are and talk about that stuff all the time. But here's the thing, you can talk about it in so many different ways, right? So <clears throat> again, I'll go back to the fitness idea. <clears throat> if you're, if someone you know, you know, works at home all day, doesn't get a lot of movement in their life, they're maybe 50 pounds overweight, uh, then what would benefit them is probably just getting more movement in the day. I could talk about movement <laughs> in so many different ways, but it's the same general Pillar. So we call these pillars. And that's what I would say, you know, come up with your three to five pillars of your content that your audience needs to hear so that they can improve and remove their struggles and pains in their life and repeat that stuff over and over. So again, if, if my client was someone who didn't get a lot of movement in their day, but I know by moving, you expend more calories. So if we could just get more walks in their day, if I could convince them to do, to not see chores as such a bad thing, uh, like, Hey, think of your chores as movement. And this is going to help you lose weight. Right now, I start to just talk about movement, movement, movement in so many different ways that I become the obvious solution for that. That when, here, let me let me pause and give you some examples. So I'll give you some examples and, and then I'll tie this back. So I want to become getting more movement in your life. Here are five ways, okay? I could teach someone how to, how to count their steps. Hey, we want to get 10,000 to 12,000 steps in every single day. So use your phone. I'll teach them how to do it, right? Use their Use your phone. Uh, to count your steps. Wherever you are, if you're at like 5,000 steps a day, cool. I want you to work on getting to 6,000 steps over the next two weeks. And once that becomes something easy for you, I want you to work on getting 7,000 steps for the next two weeks. So now in a month, we've gotten up to an average of 7,000 steps. That's a lot of movement in the day, and you'll probably see weight loss just from that, right? We're changing nothing else just from that. Okay, that's one thing. We're talking about steps. Okay, then I could talk about steps, but I could talk about, okay, how do you get more steps in a day? What are some tactics you can do? You could park in the furthest spot away, you know, at the grocery store, uh, at the bank, at, at your office. Wherever you are, always park the furthest away. You can also um, go for a walk, but if that's like, I don't have time for that, uh, then I just want you to walk outside, go touch your mailbox, and come back. Depending on how far away your mailbox is, do it twice a day, do it 10 times a day if your mailbox is right outside your front door. Uh, but you see, now I'm giving them tips to get more movement in the day. Um, we could talk about chores, right? Don't think of chores as a bad thing. Think of chores as getting more movement in your day. Every time you do a chore, you're expending more calories. And the more calories you expend, the more weight, weight you might lose, right? This is all depends on my ideal client and if they're overeating, undereating, if any personal trainers are listening, we're not getting into that. But you see, I've got a million more examples here. Um, start your walk with a day, you know, without your phone. Schedule in a three-hour hike with a friend every Sunday, right? We get a, we can load, uh, we call that almost like a blocking, batching type thing with our walks. We can do it on a Sunday, so we're getting more walks in. Maybe we talk about, instead of daily steps, how about weekly steps? So yeah, you might have a slow day, but if Sunday, you're getting that three-mile or that five-mile hike in, um, then that can tally up to your total walks in a week, and that's more movement throughout the week. So, so many ways, different ways I could talk about steps, or so many different ways I could talk about getting more movement in your life. And when I constantly do this, when I constantly talk about movement, here's what happens. Someone's sitting at their desk, and they're like, oh my God, I haven't gotten up all day. Well, I follow Matt, and he's always like, you just gotta get more movement, get more movement. He's like, okay, he said, one thing I can do is walk to my mailbox. 
right? Then they get up and go walk to their mailbox. You see how I'm th they're thinking about me without me having to even, without, without them having to be on social media because that's what happens when you start to repeat and be memorable. And then, I mean, with that, you can do things and make it fun. So making it fun. Um, I had a client who did a mobility class, you know, uh, a lot of people will talk about hip tightness and knee pain and things like that. So he had a mobility course and I was like, dude, what you can do is just be, be known for like the sit and squat, like just sit and squat, right? So sit in a squat. Um, that's tough for some people. If you go and try it right now, if you're, if you're not driving, go try and sit in a squat. There's a lot of people out there who have lost that ability. And that's a reason why your hips are tight, which causes knee pain, lower back pain, all that stuff. So I was like, dude, just be the guy who like makes people sit and squat. You can sit and scroll on your phone. You can sit and eat a meal. You can sit while you're watching TV. You can sit and play an instrument. You can do so many things. And he did that and it was so cool. And um, I haven't seen him do it much more. He's gotta keep doing that. Keep Be known for being this guy. If you're gonna be the mobility guy, be the guy who has people sit in a squat. And like, that's your thing. That is absolutely gonna be your thing. And that's what people know you as. And the funny thing is that something that simple, sitting in a squat, actually really helps. It helped get rid of my knee pain. Uh, when I practiced sitting in a squat more often, while I was watching TV, I got up to a five minute, um, like a, a full bottom like squat, like you would see a little baby do when they're playing, uh, if you don't know what I'm saying. So just, you know, think of something that could be fun for people to do. You know, hey, if you're gonna scroll on your phone anyway, might as well sit in a squat, even 30 seconds at a time. Take a break, do another 30 seconds. But you see, you just become that person. You become known for being that thing, doing that thing, uh, and people remember you. So when they sit there and they're sitting on their couch watching Netflix, they go, oh, this is a great opportunity to sit in a squat. All right, so now they're thinking of you offline. Okay, so those are, that's number five. Really is that repeat and be memorable, but kind of mixing that with your educational content. Uh, I mean, really everything. Repeat and be memorable is such an important thing. You wanna do it with your educational content, with their pains uh, and their struggles and with their goals. Uh, and when you pick like a few things to repeat over and over, you start to be remembered for those things rather than trying to tell everyone everything under the sun. And you're like, well, I already talked about that. Well, yeah, but you probably have new followers. They probably are in a different place in their life. They probably don't even remember it. So repeat and be memorable. And guess what guys, this is tip number six. It's repeat and be memorable. <laughs> You see what I did there? Uh, that's the point. I'm teaching you something, so I wanna teach you to repeat and be memorable. Uh, if you can do that, then um, people start thinking of you offline. And then that's the point here. Uh, but it all starts with niching down, of course. So uh, if you have questions, if you're struggling with your niche, if you're like really worried about niching down, I want you to send me a DM, reach out to me. Uh, I would love to help you pick a niche. Maybe we can book a call and I can get you thinking about your niche a little bit more, but ultimately, there's always going to be fear around it. You just have to go for it. I know that that was me uh, multiple times when I was uh, uh, being a business coach for personal trainers. I was afraid to niche down to personal trainers, but it helped me so much. It helped me really get cl clear on my message. It helped my content be so much easier. Uh, and then it allowed people, to, it allowed me to start becoming the obvious solution for my ideal client's problems. And that's really what we're after. So um, I hope that was helpful. Uh, I'll, I'll recap it one more time for you. I'll pull my notes here. Um, but you want to show up more in people's lives offline. You want to get them thinking about you when they're, I don't know, walking their kids, when they're on a run, when they're in a workout, when they're 
sitting at work bored, when they're in the bathroom, when they're in the shower, you want them thinking about you in specific moments and that they like go, all right, I want to hire that person. So develop the top mind awareness by niching down, number one. Number two, invite them into a story of their dreams. You can create a story and um, and get very clear on their dreams. What's that trickle down effect? If they accomplish this goal, what does that do for them? Number three, understand what keeps them up at night, what is really bothering them. Uh, again, I'll, you know, if I talk about that, you might think like, okay, my niche, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Like if I was teaching woodworking, it's not that big of a deal. But if somebody really wants to learn woodworking, you know, what's stopping them from learning it? You know, maybe it's not literally keeping them up at night, but there's something that's stopping them. And they're like, well, they have some sort of beliefs about what's possible for them. They don't, they're not getting the right education from YouTube, something like that. So get really clear on that. Step number four is to educate them on those things, help them get closer to their goals, um, and then pick your content pillars. I would say three, five can be a lot, but three to five content pillars um, that you can just, step five, repeat and be memorable with. Okay, repeat and be memorable. And then step number six was kind of a little joke there, but step number six was, again, repeat and be memorable because it's so important. Become the obvious solution to your ideal client's problems by talking about a lot of the stuff over and over and talking about it in different ways. And if you do that really well, uh, people start thinking you offline. And, that, and then when they finally want to solve their problem, they'll go, right, I'll keep using the personal training thing. <sighs> you know what? I just want to lose 30 pounds. Fine. I'm hiring Matt. That's what I want to happen. Right away, they think of you. Okay? So get up there. Create some good content. Hit me up on Instagram uh, at Matthew.Allen. Allen with a Y. If you have any questions, if you want help with your niche, I'm here for you. Um, and then... I got a bunch of resources actually in the bio uh, that you can click on. If you have a product, you want to land three clients in three days. I got an amazing, one of my favorite products there to help you land three clients in three days. Um, if you're not quite there yet, you want a game plan for how to leave your corporate job. Um, I have that offer. Um, and then if you want to just pimp out your Instagram, that's a free offer. Pimping out your Instagram, making yourself look professional, uh, helping you get more followers, get more ideal client followers, not just any followers. We want people who are going to buy your product. So um, I got those resources in the bio or, or in the in the link description, <laughs> podcast description. All right, I'm on fire. Um, all right, guys, I will see you next week. Peace out.